Fans, it is Saturday night. It is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We are coming to you a little bit on the late side because, Ben, we had technology issues. Yeah. Thanks to Zoom. We are trying to figure things out for the other show, which airs on Friday, which is records on Friday nights, uh, being Wrestling POV, and uh, we had to try to get into the room so that we could bring you that show next week. Yes, and I, and I am co-hosting that show. That's why I was uh, included in the uh, in the preparation. So, Yes. And, thank, you, um, thank you for the guest spot, by the way. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And uh, so, how was your week? Uh, long, but, but very good, especially today. Oh, what'd you do today? So I went to a car show this morning. You went to a lot of car shows? Or, or is it, do they have, is it like regular thing that they have? Yeah, yeah. it's like a, it's like a regular thing. Oh, yeah. I was, I was going to say, cause like you, you said, you've mentioned you went to a car show already and like, it goes a lot, like it must be like a regular thing. Uh, yeah, well the one is, and then the other one that I mentioned was like a special event. Oh, okay. Cool. So yeah. So it's all you did. Well, and then I I went uh, ski shooting, but other than that, I was uh, I was good. Yeah, I'm good. No, so cool. So like, you do good with that. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. So, of course, um, now Ben, I watched a couple of movies, and um, one of them is not wrestling related, but two of them are. Okay. So, of course, the first one I watched, my all-time favorite movie, Goodfellas. Yes, it's. Uh... Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, because that's that's on my all-time favorite list as well. And following that, I watched the documentary on the real Goodfellas. I've never seen I've never seen the real documentary. Yeah, the the real Goodfellas. Yep, Henry Hill. So that's uh, they got that movie, and uh, it's also based on a book written by Henry Hill called Wise Guy. Ah. Uh, I have heard of the book. Yep. So yeah, apparently it was all over the paper in the seventies. The big uh, heist that they pulled off. Oh the um. Oh what was it? The uh. Oh what was it called? What the fuck? Um. Yeah, it doesn't new. Offhand. Oh, that's gonna drive me nuts. Um. Okay, I'm I'm looking it up. And the other two that I watched, um, the only reason I see they're wrestling related is because, is because I watched Ceno Evil 1 and 2. Oh. <laughs> were, were, they, were they any good? Okay, Kane's movies are just terrible. Like, it, it's, it's what you would expect from a horror movie that from the 2000s. Okay, you know how they, you know how kind of basically like saw it's yeah. in that style of um, horror. Oh, uh, so yeah, I guess Kane plays this uh, psychotic killer named Jacob Goodnight. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, no. 
But just don't just don't mention May nineteenth in front of Kane. Whatever you do. Right? That was ridiculous how they uh in, incorporated the this movie into that storyline. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really weird. Like I just I don't understand how they how that uh they went about doing that. But um that's pretty much um what I did then hold on. Then earlier today, I now even I. Oh, have... oh yeah, I, okay. I found I found the name of it. Okay. It's it's the uh, Lufthansa. Yeah, the, the Lufthansa, the airport, the heist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, now even I have um, my limits to what I'll watch when it comes to movies. Okay, but <laughs> earlier today I was watching Vice Academy. Then I started watching one called Haunted Hospitals, which was stupid, so I just stopped. Then I thought, okay, let me look up to someone called Dreamhouse Nightmare. That was stupid too, so I cut that out. Well, yeah, you probably save yourself a I good amount it, of time. Say like, seriously, like I'm not, and I'm not gonna sit there and let it play in the background and waste time and electricity. So. That's pretty much, um, that's been my weekend. Um, in a couple of weeks, my brother's going back up for a long weekend. Oh, very good. So, he's going to spend a few days here. And um, pretty much that's about it. So, uh, we got a, quite a show tonight. We have the G1 Climax results, which I can't believe who won. And uh, you're going to be surprised by this. As as was I. Um, so we got G One, we got Monday Night Raw, NXT Heat Wave, Dynamite, SmackDown, and I have a game for my co-host Ben. You are you have been, I received a notification that you've been signed to a five-year deal with the WWE. Oh God! Well, you know, if if this had been if this had taken place a month ago, I would have been running in fear. Uh, but under the under the new regime of Triple H and company, I think I'm pretty comfortable. All right, and of course, as always, we have wrestling roulette. So, uh, we see we start off with the G1 climax. Very good. All right, so I'm not going to go through all 19 nights. Uh, we already went from through days one to five, and then this is what I was explaining to you off air. You st- right. I start following it, but then I drop out because after a while, I I lose counting. You never know what when uh, the next uh, day's event is going to take place. It can take place on Wednesday, on a Friday, on a Saturday. So I lost track. So I'm go- just going to go over the results from the final night. Sounds good. All right. And night 20 of the G1 took place from the Nippon Budokan in Chiyoda, Tokyo. The Nippon Budokan. Okay. <laughs> and we had a total of eight matches on this card. So in the first match, it was an eight-man tag match with Chaos made up of Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, Yo and Yoshihashi defeating the House of Torture made up of Dick Togo, Evil Show, and Yujiro Takahashi. Ah, oh, very cool. 
That last one, of course, being the Tokyo Pimp. Jesus Christ. Are you... Are you I don't know. No, no I'm, I'm very serious. That's what he's known as in New Japan. So, what? Is he, is he like the Japanese version of the Godfather or something? Supposedly, yes. And, and, yes. Uh, and tell me what his name is. He, he, only, he only has one, I believe, that, that I've seen. Tell me what his name is again. Yujiro Takahashi. Okay, let me look him up. In the second match, we had it was tag team action. TMDK, which... Oh, the Mighty Don't Kneel, which is made up of Jonah and Bad Dude Tito defeating Team Filthy, made up of Tom Lawler and Royce Isaacs. Then we had a six-man tag match with the United Empire, Aaron Hanare, Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb defeating the Bullet Club, which was made up of Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and Juice Robinson. Holy shit. I, I, just, I just saw a picture of him from 2013 with a ladies' man gimmick. That's hilarious. That's him, the Tokyo Pimp. That's his gimmick. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. So then the fourth match, we had more six-man tag action with Suzuki Goon, made up of Lance Archer, Tai Chi, and Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Los Ingobernables de Japón, made up of Bushi, Sanada, and Tetsunaido. Oh, cool. And okay, now we get into the actual um, event itself because usually the first three or four matches are the pre-show with all these uh, crazy tag team matches. Right. So, all of the the first three on the main show are tag team matches because all of them already competed in their in their. Bracket. Block in their block, so oh. they've been eliminated. So therefore, since they were eliminated, they compete in tag team matches. So what we had is on in the first one, the Bullet Club made up of Kenta and El Fantasmo defeating Los Ingobernables made up of Shingo Takagi and Hiromu Takahashi. Then we had. David Finley and Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating the Good Brothers. No, boo. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Then we had Tamatonga and Kushida defeating Bullet Club, Jay White and and Taiji Ishimori. And that, that, that guy is known as the Bone Soldier. I, I know, uh, well, geez, okay, don't let me run into that guy in a dark alley, Jesus Christ. Um, but um, Go on. I, I know I know. I say this all the time, but the, the fact that you are able to pronounce these names without tripping all over yourself, it's, it's pretty goddamn impressive, I must. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, Ben, the finals. Okay, let me just... Okay, I'm gonna read the blocks, the names of the block of the wrestlers in each block. Okay, I'm gonna go over them again. I want you to, then before I tell you who won, I want you to tell me who you think, who you think uh, won. Okay. 
Okay. Before I tell you, let me just pull this up real quick. Um, he, all right. So in block A, we had Kazushka Okada, Jeff Cobb, Toriano, Lance Archer, Bad Luck Fale, Tom Lawler, and Jonah. Well, that's one hell of a block. God damn. In block B, we had Jay White, Sonata, Tamatonga, Tomohiro Ishii, Taichi, Great Okan, and Chase Owens. Okay. In block C, we had Toa Hanare, or Aaron Hanare, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Evil, Hiroki Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, and Tetsunaido. Jesus Christ. And in block, block. D, in block D, we had Will Ospreay, El Fantasmo, Juice Robinson, Yoshihashi, Shingo Takagi, and Yujiro Takahashi, and David Finley. Ben, who do you think won the G1 Climax? Out of uh, all these names. Well, my, my, my first inclination would be Okada. You are correct. Kazushka Okada defeated Will Ospreay to win the G1 Climax 32. That, that's one hell of a, that's one hell of a finals match. Alright, so now we got that out of the way. We are going to get into this week in wrestling. And we're going to kick it off with Monday Night Raw. So, Ben, what do you got for Monday Night Raw? Well, first things first before we jump into the into the show. Oh. You know, I, I've been hearing a lot of, uh, you know, jibber-jabber online uh, from, you know, from these detractors. Okay. I, I, I hate social media so much. But um, but my my point my point for this being, you know, everybody everybody's like, well, since Triple H took over, there really hasn't been change. I don't know what everybody's so excited about. Blah blah blah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, just you know, and 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 to that, I have to respond in in, in two ways. One, my immediate response is. Are you blind? And then, and then the my more measured, logical response is: the changes are not astronomical, but the small changes that are being put in place already are very noticeable. You know which one? You know what one change is very noticeable? What's that? We're getting to see something that we rarely ever got to see. Tag team wrestling. Exactly. Although and, and this tie, and, and this will tie in perfectly with um both Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um I'd be I'd be very interested to get your take on the um first round of the women's tag team championship tournament. Because so far and don't give it to me yet because we're gonna we're gonna get there as we go down the list of these matches. But um but so far I I have I have to tell you, 
Um, it's just I I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not sold on this tournament so far. So, uh, with that little mini cliffhanger, let's get into uh, the review of Monday Night Raw. All right. So, um, the uh, the evening opens up with Judgment Day in the ring. And you know, and before all of these, um, all of these, um, you know, management changes took place. As soon as Edge was um, removed from Judgment Day, my interest in that storyline uh, went below zero. I didn't care. Okay. And in in the um, in the time since. You know, um, I uh, I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to care, and I think I think this past uh, this past Raw was the first time where I'm like, okay, this is this could possibly work okay. because because that was the most legit what they sounded. Since this whole thing started, um, from from the get go, um, so so that I enjoyed. The gist of the promo was once again uh, going after the Mysterios, um, and and here's the and here's the negative within the positive. Okay, as much as I like. As much as I've loved Rhea Ripley since I saw her um, for the first time in NXT UK, she cannot fucking cut a promo to save her life. Okay? It's just, no. Stop. You know, it's like, he. so she's saying... She proved to Dom that he that she is his poppy, <laughs> as as she destroyed his soul. <laughs> Had I been drinking any liquid at this point in time, I would have choked. You're lucky I'm not drinking. This no. this was just absolutely awful. Um, but as soon as uh, as soon as Finn Balor picks the mic up. Um, you know, uh, things picked up. I I have a I have a soft spot for Finn Balor, and hopefully he can be resuscitated under Triple H control because we know how we know how effective he was in NXT for both stints. So um, hopefully we can uh, we can get a resurgence for Finn Balor because you know, good lord, the fact the fact that he has been stuck where he's been stuck in the mid card is absolutely criminal. Um, so, <clears throat> so it's it's pretty much you know Rey Mysterio comes out of nowhere uh, to stop the shit talking, um, and uh, and we get a we get a DDT to Ray on the chair. Priest gets on top of him, starts loving his ass. And then, um, and then Priest gets the chair and puts it on Ray's chest, and and Finn Balor hits the coup de gras through the um, through the steel chair. Now, is it just me or like every time 
Finn goes for this coup de grace maneuver. Like, I just hope he doesn't break his foot. Especially when it's on a steel chair, because this thing does not look like a safe finisher to deliver, let alone take. So, you know, while while I'm encouraged with this current direction of Judgment Day, I don't I don't know how beneficial the coup de grace is for the health of Finn Balor. That's just my thought process. Okay. Um, but um, so. So match wise, it starts off with a low point. Uh, it was Asuka and Alexa Bliss versus versus Nikki Ash, Nikki Cross. God damn it! And Dewdrop, Piper, fucking Niven. Triple H, can we get these names changed back, please? Fuck. It's it's awful. Even your dad agrees. Yeah. So yes, and he's and and when I meant when I mentioned Dewdrop, he woke up from his nap. Oh, you see that? He's listening to the show. Yeah. Yes, he is. He's such a good boy. He he literally just picked his head up. He heard me talking about him. So, well, good boy. Um, but uh, so I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. It goes back to what I was just saying a few a few minutes ago. Um, I am completely not on board for this uh, women's championship tag team tournament. I I, I don't care at all. I have a suspicion of what the end game is, but having said that, I'm not sure if weeks and weeks of television um, for a tournament that, quite frankly, has not gotten off to a stirring start between uh, between the the last two weeks of Monday Night Raw and um, and uh, SmackDown. This is just not good. Okay. It, it's it's really not. So that that that's a low point. And then oh, another low point is the Miz and Tommaso Champa versus Cedric Alexander. Yeah, like that. No, and I'll tell you why. I I kind of like this team of Miz and Champa. I, well, see, I don't. Okay. The, only, the, the only part that I liked was the ending sequence where um, Mustafa Ali hits his um, hits his finisher and uh, or goes to hit his finisher, and then which, which of course is a four fifty splash on the Miz, um, and then. Perfectly timed while while um, Ali is in the air, um, Champa hits a hits a drop kick to the face. Okay. So to, to lead into the fairy tale ending for the one two three. So that part was cool. I I understand that, but the thing is, what what the fuck is is 
Champa doing with the Miz? Okay, now take nothing away from the Miz. I I understand what his what his resume is and you know, all of that. I take nothing away from from him for that. I don't. I personally don't find the Miz's wrestling to be at all entertaining. Um, I don't. I I much prefer him on the mic. And even that gets a little bit old sometimes because Miz TV is just fucking terrible. It it just it, it brings back memories of the dripstick and the, you know and stuff that I don't need to think about. Um, but um, but like you know, Tommaso Ciampa. Let's not forget people. And and I do before I get into this. Let me just say, I very much appreciate the fact that Triple H is putting a spotlight on Champa the way that he is. He's in a much better position than he was when uh, when Vince and, and our buddy Bruce uh, was still in charge. Our buddy? Your buddy, maybe. Not mine. <laughs> no, mean, meaning he's a fucking goon. Uh, I, I hate Bruce Pritchard. But, um, but here, but here's the thing. Champa is the most badass heel that this company has seen, arguably in two decades. Yeah, and, and to me, he's a much better wrestler than the Miz. I don't, I don't care what, um, I don't care what accolades. The Miz has. I'll take Champa over the Miz any fucking day of the week. I mean, if you just look at this guy's body of work, I just have to ask, why is he, why is he spending this time with the Miz to banter back and forth with Logan fucking Paul? Yeah, but but I have, I have something for you though. What do you think if? He wasn't with the Miz that he would have gotten featured on SummerSlam. Eventually, because Wait, because like eventually, like like further. Yeah. No, because... but I'm not like like because uh, he got he got featured on SummerSlam on this one they they we just had. Right, right. I, I understand what you're saying, but what what I'm saying is eventually, maybe not SummerSlam, because you know they have to finish out the storyline, which I understand. I'm not a fan of it, but I I understand that you you can't just yank everything off to off TV just because Vince uh, created it. Um, take take notes, Vince. You should have. You should have left at least part of what Triple H did in the NXT, you fucking. Oh my god, I I, 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 should, I, I forgot to, I forgot to where I saw this one comment that this person said, anyone who thinks Vince still isn't running the company, you're wrong. He's still running it. The only way he'll really retire is if he is when he's dead. Uh, yeah, well, a lot of people have have shared that sentiment. Um. But uh, you know, and, and originally I did too. But then I, I saw this um, this thing online, and it was a really compelling argument. 
from oh. from a legal perspective, not just you know wrestling fans and and doing whatever. But it said that you know if um well since Vince stepped down as CEO, um you know it, they the company would get into legal troubles if it was discovered that um he was still uh, contributing to the company in a, in a creative, uh, you know, on-screen capacity. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, the, the only role that he has is the fact that he's the majority shareholder. Um, other, other than that, he really doesn't have it. Um, and after, after reading that argument from... From a legal perspective, which makes perfect sense, uh, if you really think about it, that's the argument that really convinced me that that um, Vince is not involved with this. Um, but um, but anyway, getting back to Raw, um, it's just I am not interested in seeing the Miz and Champa together, so I I just have a difficult time getting behind this, but if it leads to the return of the Blackheart, the Mazo Champa, I'm good with that. You know, I just, I, I remember Champa so fondly and all of his battles in NXT, you know, and just being like, like the, the killer amongst killers. And now he's in brightly colored outfits with the fucking Miz. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I I just I don't I don't find that entertaining. But um, next up we have um, what was what was arguably the highlight of highlights on the show, which was the um, the promo battle between Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. That was great. I, I that, like that promo. was wow. fucking incredible. Yep. Absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, it, it's just, you know, we're wrestlers in a wrestling ring. Let's just freaking wrestle. S- say it louder for the people in the back. Uh, you know, say it louder so that Vince can hear you back in his fucking mansion in Connecticut. I'm sure. Tr- I'm, I'm sure he's pulling his hair out with <laughs> the, the fact. The fact is, WWE is world wrestling entertainment. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. It always has been wrestling. Fuck sports entertainment. It's professional wrestling. Right? You know, so so that promo just made my heart happy. So that was absolutely high point of high point. Not, not to mention... The match was absolutely amazing. The the, fall, the the match after this promo, absolutely amazing. We got roughly 14 minutes shown. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have the opportunity, you know, I can't believe I'm recommending that you go back and watch something on Monday Night Raw. Um, but go check out this match between Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. Because mm-hmm. holy shit, that was awesome. Um, and then I really didn't like Veer Mahan versus Bo Keller. 
Like, you, I, I, you, you took down I, his name. Well, well, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the oh, review, review so it has his name on say. it. He has a name because uh, I didn't really uh, pay attention. <laughs> yeah, and then, but uh, the other, the other high point of of the evening. Outside of um, outside of the promo between Kevin and Drew was um, Bobby Lashley and uh, AJ Styles. Yeah, and uh, AJ Styles for the U.S. title. You know, this is what I love. This is part of what I have been screaming for for the better part of a decade and a half. We need the mid-card titles to actually mean something. And since and since Vince went bye-bye and my friend Paul took over. Hi, Paul. <laughs> no, I'm being weird. But, uh, but it's just it is so refreshing and nice uh, to see titles that I grew up loving being given some prominence uh, in the last month. And both Raw and SmackDown uh, this week did a phenomenal job of showcasing those titles. And, 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 um, we, and we got a Dexter Loomis fighting again. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I, I love I, this. I, I, wanna, I really want to see where they go with this. Yeah, I, I'm, very, I'm very interested because it looked like he was specifically trying to go after AJ Styles. So... That could be a very interesting, uh, interesting tidbit between them. Um, the uh, the other low point I have was Dakota Kai versus Dana Brooke. Stop it! And um, and the the other well, well Dana Brooke and uh, and um, Dakota Kai. I mean, it's just what is Dakota Kai suffering in the ring for with Dana Brooke? What the hell? What does she do? <laughs> you know what I mean? She's a 24-7 champion. What can we burn the fucking title? I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I will I will I will go to Home Depot myself, buy a blowtorch in the trash can. And, and we will we will have no. a seance for no, the no, fucking they're, they're, no they're they're closed right now. I'll call it tomorrow morning and uh, order that for you and pick it up for him. Oh, Jesus, that's good. That's gonna look like an interesting order on the on a FedEx truck from Canada. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might have some some issues getting that across the border. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I would appreciate that. And then um, the other the other high point was Austin Theory versus Dolph Ziggler. This match was was awesome. And Wait, we, hold on, hold on. how about that brawl in the back? I I really enjoyed yeah. that too. I, I I sure did. Um, you know, every not like I said, you know. There's not huge differences in Raw, but in terms of like the wrestling that's being presented and the fact that we're focusing 
on in-ring action. We're not seeing rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch times 9,000 fucking times because an old man forgot that he fucked it 9,000 times. <laughs> it's so god, it's it's so refreshing. Uh, you know, and, and it's between that and what they're doing with the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title over on SmackDown, uh, you know, and, and we're getting, uh, we're get, we're going to be getting Gunther versus Sheamus, which we'll talk about, um, you know, for the, for the Intercontinental title. And, um, you know, the, the, and speaking of that, there was a report about uh, Walter, not Gunther. His name is Walter. He's not named after a, a, a World War Tour. A World War Two Nazi, you dumb fucks. His name is Walter. Okay, but maybe he wants to keep this name, though. I, I I don't care whether he wants to keep it or not. It sucks. Get it okay, off. Him. Maybe he likes it. He, just because you think it sucks, maybe he likes it. Well, maybe he's well, happy with it because he said that he needs a he needs a change. Like, we, well, you know who else needs a change? Oh. Me, because I say, along with Owen Hart, enough is enough. Bring back Walter, goddammit. All right. Go ahead. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the, 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 I, I digress. But um, the main event between Austin Theory and Dolph Ziggler was very, very good. Having said that, Elio, I have a, I, I'm struggling to see what the point is between Austin Theory and Dolph Ziggler. I understand the story that they're trying to tell. I get it. I listen to commentary. I know where they're trying to go with it. But it's just, I don't, I have difficulty caring because I have always been a Dolph Ziggler guy. I've always thought that he was he was great, um, but year after year after year after year of of just him not being uh, in the in the proper spotlight, um, by and large, not entirely, um, but it just it kind of beat me down on the whole Dolph Ziggler deal. But you know, it's just if. On one end, I get it, you know, because I think I, I think Dolph is an excellent veteran presence that can really help Theory. Um, but in terms of a storyline of Theory uh, of Theory getting attacked by Dolph, I'm not sure I understand that. Because if anything, based on the story that they're trying to tell between between Dolph and uh, Theory, Dolph should identify with Theory and, like, be on his side. Like, to me, that seems that seems like the story that they would be telling. But instead, instead they're saying because, because Ziggler sees himself in Theory, he's trying to stop him from make, making the mistakes. So that's why he's trying to, you know, wrestle him. I, you know, I get it, but it just seems like a weak storyline. Okay. Um, but overall, Raw was was far from weak. 
I've thoroughly enjoyed um, watching Raw this past week. Um, and uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what else uh, Triple H has up his sleeve because, you know, the, the, one, the one glaring no about this whole thing is the uh, the women's um, tag team tournament. I don't understand that unless they're bringing unless they're bringing back Sasha and Naomi with it. But even then, even after you bring them back and put the titles on him or on them, I'm sorry. You know, like you don't have a division of tag team wrestlers for the women. You don't. So it's like, what's the point of having them? But um, I will shut up now, and I will let um, let my co-host take the lead on WWE NXT Heat Wave, which I actually did watch, so I can participate in the review of this. Elio, what did you think of... Uh... This was an enjoyable show. I agree. And uh, let's take a look at the high points. Um... So, okay, for the, the high points I had was uh, Carmelo Hayes and Shivani Vinci. That was the high point of high points for me. And I really, I really like Shivani Vinci even more now that they uh, powerbombed Trick Williams because I'm so sick of Trick. Yes, and I, I didn't uh, mean to rhyme. See. <laughs> Well, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing, and, and trust me, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about this on SmackDown. At least you can you can rap better than uh, better than Hendro. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Another one I had was uh, the Diamond Mine segment and uh, the debut of Gallus. Yeah. What do you think of Gallus, man? Well, I I I was semi familiar with Gallus because. You know, I I had I had started watching uh, NXT UK a little bit, and um, you know, so I was very happy um, that um, that they were trying to um, to spotlight the uh, NXT UK people. But I was a little bit confused as to why they were doing that because I remember um, I remember you mentioning last week. Um, that there were rumors of NXT UK getting shut down because of, um, you know, issues getting, um, getting like uh, the TV studio and stuff. Apparently, well, well, no, no, I said uh, they canceled TV tapings uh, because uh, they were covering the Premier League uh, over in the UK. But uh, no, no, it uh, has been. Uh, they've announced that the UK is shut down, and uh, they're. Going on with NXT Europe in 2023, which which that makes sense. So um, they had a they had a a large presence because apparently they're doing one more NXT UK show. Yep. Um, to set up NXT Europe, which is apparently going to be um, uh, not not class at the castle, but uh. When uh, when worlds collide, apparently. Apparently. Oh, do you have a date uh, for that? Because I know it's when worlds collide. Is there a date? Uh, well, I I'm not sure. I've heard one, but let me look that up. Okay. 
while I'm doing that, why don't you continue with your high points and low points? Because let me tell you, okay, and this, uh, I'm only bringing AEW up because this has something to do with AEW, but apparently when I read the next NXT um, pay-per-view, it's going to take place on the same day as All Out. Yeah, I mean, this is... uh... (laughs) That how is that gonna even work? Well, I don't, I, I, I really don't know. And um, while and while we're at it, uh, folks, this seems like a a good time to uh to explain this since we're talking about upcoming pay per views. So on obviously on the third and the fourth, we have um the uh the clash at the castle from WWE. Yep. And then on the fourth, we have All Out from AEW side of things. Now, now usually we would be very, very on top of those huge things, especially from from All Out. Um, but I am on vacation the week of uh, September third, going through the tenth. Uh, I'll be I'll be back. At full of full availability on the eleventh, so this is what this is what we're going to do because I think it would be kind of uh, kind of difficult to to work and you know be on vacation at the at the same time because I I have to watch I have to watch um, all out you know while while my parents and brother are on vacation all around me and stuff like that so i think um and elio seems to agree with me because this is this is how we scheduled it so instead of instead of doing the regular uh pre-show and post-show uh for both when uh for for both shows this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do a pre-show for both on the 27th next week yep right and then we're 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 going to wait till i get back on the and then on the 12th we're gonna come back and we're gonna cover everything including the pay-per-views and all the fallout from uh, from uh, the week on a- on AEW television, and then of course anything that comes out of uh, Clash at the Castle, because I have a feeling Clash at the Castle is also going to be really big. And, then, and um, yeah, next week is the season finale. Absolutely. So when when you return, that will be. The season five premiere. I still haven't gotten the official letter from the producer yet, but it should be on its way in this week. Well, well, well I certainly as fuck hope we get renewed because I have so much fun doing this show. Um, see what I did there. But, uh, but yeah. So usually, usually we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't do this with two big pay per views, but un- unfortunately. Uh, the timing just kind of coincided with my vacation, which was which was made well ahead of time. Um, so, uh, and I don't want to really work on my vacations. I think it would just be very difficult. Um, so, I think we came up with a very good alternative plan. 
um, for you. And um, as Elio mentioned earlier, I will also be joining him and his co-host, uh, Clay Cummings, on the next episode of uh, Wrestling POV. So you have me uh, this coming Friday um, after SmackDown. Uh, the next day for our regular show, which will which will be the uh, pre-show for both pay-per-views, and then I come back and we get you all squared away with all the fallout on the season five premiere. So hopefully, hopefully that makes it up to you in terms of my absence uh, for a very crucial wrestling week. So I do apologize to you, Elio, and of course. Uh, the 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 fans at large, and uh, another next high point: Santos Escobar and Tony and Tony D'Angelo. Oh, abs- absolutely! And let me, uh, and let me tell you something, folks. I I am so I've never been so happy to see Santos Escobar lose because <laughs> because let me because. Quite frankly, I'm not a fan of the of this gimmick with Tony D'Angelo. I'm just I'm just not. Um, oh, I think you just want to be the Don of NXT. Well, well, I'm the Don of this podcast, bitch. <laughs> what? You know, I'm, I'm the Did man. Did AJ Colante uh, name me the Don of the PNC Progressive Wrestling Podcast? Well, I don't know who that is, but <laughs> see, this is why you have to watch NXT. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you going to make me sleep with the fishes? <laughs> the two dimes? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling Tony D'Angelo, quite frankly. But, um, but having said that, based on the, um, based on the stipulations in this match, I am so happy that uh, Santos Escobar seems to be um, main roster bound because it's past time for that to be the case. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that means for uh, Cruz del Toro and um, well, oh god, what's... yes. Um, sorry, DJZ, I I momentarily forgot your NXT stage name. And next, I have on my high point seven. So we start at Mandy Rose. You had that as a high point? Yeah, yeah. Why? I, I would have listed that as a low point. Okay. Four? Why? Um, I just, I, 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 I don't know. I, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. It just, it didn't seem like, uh, it didn't seem like an important match almost and like it's compared with everything else that we had on the show it just seemed like it could have been saved for like a normal episode and the this current show wouldn't have missed anything they they also showed like QR code again but I don't understand because I went and I scanned it and it was a video of Zoe Stark or a still photo of Zoe Stark well you know, I, I I I don't know what that is. I I happen not to catch that, so I'd have to go back and uh, take a look. 
They go back and take a look about I don't understand these QR codes, like what what they're supposed to be. Well, that makes two of us because I am uh, I am lost. So and uh, the final little high point I have is Braun Breaker and JD McDonough. Okay. And another debut, Tyler Bate or re debut, I should say. Yeah, um, you know they they had a lot of uh, NXT UK presence. They had the um they had the former Bayet Priestley, uh, aka um um Blair Davenport. Oh. Uh, they had um they had Gallus. They had um uh oh god um. Was it was the? I'm sorry, I'm tired. But what was the guy you just Tyler Bate? There we go. Tyler Bate, yeah. Um. So yeah, they had a bunch of um of NXT UK guys, and it seems like they're gonna blend them into the US version of the show until NXT Europe gets kicked off. Now you know what's interesting though. What's that? Uh, they released uh, a lot of the. They they released a long list of the NXT UK uh, talent. Okay. I saw that. Yeah. Trent Seven is on that list. That's surprising, right? Because because I I do know enough about uh, NXT UK to know how popular Mustache Mountain was. Well, yeah, because they were they were they also crossed over to um, NXT. I I I think I remember one match they had. Yeah. Oh wow! I'm sorry. I should look up uh, Bea Priestley. Wow! I I I couldn't believe it because I hadn't recognized, uh, cause I hadn't seen her in a while since yeah. uh, she was released from AEW. Yeah. All right. And <laughs> uh, for low points, I have pretty much the Cord Jade and Roxanne Perez match. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, you know what? I don't understand why they had this heel turn with Cord Jade because it's not working for her. Well, there, well, there's that, and also, um, can we can we just discuss why the fuck it wasn't a DQ when she hit the DDT on the kendo stick? <laughs> it, because because the explanation was, oh, she didn't swing it. She acted, she, it was used as a weapon. It should have been a DQ. It wasn't a no DQ match. It wasn't a no holds barred situation. It's so stupid. What What is it with referees and professional wrestling being made to look like idiots? I have no idea, but you know what? That is all I have for NXT. Do you have anything you want to add? Um, no. I mean, other, other than the fact that, um, the, the, this women's division overall in WWE overarchingly, uh, if that's a word, um, needs uh, they just they need significant yeah. help. Okay. And um, you know, and speaking of uh, speaking of help on the main roster for the women, uh, Toxic Attraction has been called up. Minus Mandy Rose, J.C. Jane, and 
Chief Eagle, um, is that is that uh, is that for real or is that based off of SmackDown? Um, I don't know if that was a one-time appearance or not. Um, because all I heard was, and I don't know if this is true or if that was just a storyline reason, but um, Shawn Michaels had announced bef- before yeah. uh, SmackDown that. Um, Zoe Sark had gotten injured in her match with Mandy Rose. Oh, at man, Roma, how about that? The overarchingly is a word. See, I told you I was an intelligent <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, so uh, that, that's all we have then? I'm a wordsmith. You've learned something new. Um, all right. So, <laughs> okay, so that's all we had for NXT? Yes. All right, so we're going to throw it back over to Ben for AEW Dynamite. Ben, what do you have? Uh, this was this was a very good episode, um, but it but it also highlighted uh, some of the issues that um, that AEW has. And we'll, 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 in addition to covering Dynamite, uh, we will also cover some of the uh, news that apparently is going on. Backstage in AEW. This episode of Dynamite, parts of it were getting on my nerves. Well, and as we go through it, I'm I'm very curious to see what particularly you're talking about because knowing knowing how you and I think very 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 similar ways about pro wrestling, I'm will I'm willing to bet you that we have uh, pet peeves on the same parts. Okay. Um. So. First of all, this took place at the Charleston Coliseum in Charleston, West Virginia. Um, very, very nice to see West Virginia get a wrestling show. I'm not sure when the last time that happened, but I have, I have a lot of history in West Virginia and a, a very, uh, very soft spot in my heart for that state. So I, I really wanted to kill Zach Clayton when he was uh, talking shit on Rampage about. Uh, West Virginia, but that's why we don't. I have a question for you. Yeah. Who is Zach Clayton, anyways? I I don't fuck. (laughs) I've never heard of this. As a matter of fact, we're gonna see what uh, what reality show the reality Zach Clayton has been on because, like I said, we don't we. I mean, I don't cover Rampage. I I find Rampage to be ridiculous. The, uh, the reality that's his name. He's doing a Miz gimmick from the 2005, 2006. <laughs> well, Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> All right, let's see. The reality is that quite. All right. Um, Jesus Christ. Who the fuck? <laughs> Oh my God! What? Holy fucking shit! What? This 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 guy is Jay Wow's fiance. Jay Wow from you know what? 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 I quit. That's it. <laughs> When did the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast dissolve with this reality show bullshit? Hang on. She. 
Jesus Christ. Stop with this. So, so in other words, he's not a reality star. He's married to a fucking reality star. Jesus Christ. Okay, you know what? I, I had to click off of this because I might puke. <laughs> we wasted air time talking about Wow and Zach Clayton. I don't have an issue with Jay Wow or any, but but I have an issue with Zach Clayton because he talks shit about West Virginia. But that's yeah, that's another story. But, but we're gonna we're gonna um, stop doing this. Um, okay, have, have, I, have, I have something here. Hold on. According to this uh, website, um, the Daily DDT.com, um, West Virginia, okay, AEW Dynamite brought its fifth show today to Charleston, West Virginia for the city's first major wrestling show in nearly two decades. Well, and that makes sense because legitimately when they said West Virginia, I I can't remember the last time they had a major wrestling show there. And I, ladies and gentlemen, you, you, you guys know at this point that I am associated with an independent promotion in West Virginia. So I'm very familiar with the wrestling scene in that area. And I, uh, I, I can't remember when the last time they had a major uh, show down there. The last house show was a WWE uh, super show on November 28, 2021. Well, you know, I'm, but I'm not talking about live events. I'm talking like major televised shows. Yeah, no, no, I, I get it. I'm just saying that was the last uh, live event that they had. Um, but right. I, I, yeah, the major show in the two decades. Right. Okay. Um, goddamn. Where's the? Where the fuck is the? This, um, my review all of a sudden disappeared. Are you still looking up information on Zach Clayton? No. Fuck no. Guy. No, but I, well, well, not fuck him. I, I don't know what. Oh, uh, no, I, not really. Not, not literally. Come on, stop. <laughs> That's just you know. weird. Well, you don't want to tuck it there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe getting getting back to uh, getting back to business before we veer even further off into this dangerous <laughs> ditch. Um, so one of like this was a very House of Dragons uh, themed show. Well, I'm assuming Warner Media owns HBO Max. I'm not 100% sure on that, but based on the amount of um, based on the amount of um, you know House of Dragon references, and, um, this, both, and this is why we saw Ricky Steamboat. Yes, yeah, which which you know I I get Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and I love the guy. So yeah, I'm never gonna. Like, I, I think he's a fantastic wrestler. I don't know him personally, but I love me some Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. But this was a stretch. This was a fucking stretch having him on hey, this him show. He a timekeeper. Uh, well, I know, Elio. I watched the show. I'm just saying. No, I said he him as, no, I was saying he him as a timekeeper. You bring him on on uh, to the show as a guest, and you put him in as a timekeeper. Like, 
Yeah, and to me, that's a fail. To me, that's a absolutely epic fail. Um, so anyway, uh, getting back to, uh, finally getting back to AEW Dynamite from Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, so CM Punk uh, kicked us off with some promo time. Um, talking about um, his upcoming match um, with uh, with John Moxley, but it didn't start out that way. It was it was very random because he started talking shit about uh, Adam Page and calling him a coward, which I which I found immediately very strange because he's out there to cut a promo about All Out and John Moxley. With the title unification, so Im- immediately I was thrown off. Then, which more on that later, by the way. Um, and then we finally get to Punk and Moxley, and you know, I I love me some CM Punk, believe me, I do. But you're not gonna you're you're not gonna convince me. To to take an interesting match by doing snow angels in the middle of the rain because Moxley's taking his sweet ass time getting to the ring. You know, I mean, really, I mean, do you see Roman Reigns' opponents doing, you know, or Roman Reigns doing snow angels in the middle of the ring? You know, I so that kind of like I get it. It's CM Punk, but that kind of like pissed me off. Not pissed me off, but it's like, come on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so once they finally got to talking and having their back and forth, their back and forth was awesome. Okay. I had had one problem with that. What's that? The, all these WB references, they need to stop. Well, that's what they do. Uh, I kind of agree with you, but... When you have uh, two performers that have that kind of, you know, history in a different company, it's kind of hard not to. But over, overall, as a sentiment, I agree with you. Um, but but here's here's the other issue, okay? Um, and and I I kind of I kind of get it considering the um, announcement that we had that the match is being moved up to next week, and we're we'll talk about that more. Um, when we get to the to the news section after this review, um, so I said that the promo itself was awesome, and it was. But here, here's the here's the thing: where's all this hostility coming from with Punk and Moxley? Because they're they're just now facing off. Like, right. like they they really had the hot shot this motherfucker, you know, to to nuke it up since they moved uh, the title match to next week, which that in and of itself confused me. But I don't want to discuss that until we finish the re- the rest of the review because I I feel like I feel like that could take up you know t- ten minutes or so, and we can do that after the all the reviews are done. Mm-hmm. So, um, but high point of high points of, of this uh, AEW Dynamite card was this two out of three falls match between Brian Danielson 
and the Dragon Slayer, Daniel Garcia. This match was fucking amazing. Oh my god. Brian da- Breaking news, bro- ladies and gentlemen, Brian Danielson is a fucking phenomenal professional wrestler. And 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 let's not forget, shout out to Daniel Garcia, because this guy is 23 years old, I think. And he's in the ring doing that shit with Daniel with with Brian Danielson. I almost said Daniel Bryan, don't shoot me. I know. Shut up. Should have covered up covered it up like Bailey. I know I said his name wrong, you idiot. I, I, well, then, then where where would you fall in this in this conversation? That's that's what I have you for. <laughs> um, but you know, I ladies and gentlemen, I can't even describe this match. Okay, this thing went, you know, over you know over twenty five minutes. And this this was a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So go back and watch this match. Take my recommendation. Thank me later. We have a Facebook page. You know, you guys can drop lines on that. Whatever, whatever you want to do, you'll thank me later. Watch this motherfucker. This was awesome. Now, speaking of something that was not awesome, the Gun Club versus, uh, uh, you know, yeah, this is who could possibly give a fuck. You know, I mean, bad. I mean, the the Varsity Blondes were completely jobbed out, and I'm just not sure what the fuck the point of that was. Um. Then we had Kylan King versus Tony Storm. Ben? Yeah. I'm just going to plug this in uh, while we're do, go, doing the rest of this segment. Okay. And, 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 by, the, and by the way, uh, what's our, are we getting a timer warning or something? I don't see one, but. No, no. Okay. No, you're good. Okay. Um, so, of course, we had Tony Storm versus Kylan King, and it it would really appear that they're trying to push uh, Kylan King to a certain extent because this um, this match went a lot longer than I would have anticipated it going uh, because it was it was six forty two, and originally, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, this is going to be a squash match, no problem. Uh, for Tony, for Tony Storm, but apparently not. Um, then in the main event we have the return of Kenny Omega. Um, so he joins the Young Bucks versus La Faction Incanible, or uh, uh, in co. Bernable, sorry, uh, I can't pronounce that to save my life. My bad. Um, but yeah, this this was this was pretty good. Kenny Omega was a little bit rusty, but you know he'd been out for nine months, 
So, um, but the match was good. And um, the the one thing that I did not like, um, even though the match was awesome, was sorry, what match are you talking about? The the main event, the um, with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Okay. Um. So match was incredible. Um, you know, Kenny Omega was a little bit rusty, but still pretty damn good. But here's here's where my major major gripe with with AEW comes back into play. Time fucking management. Say it with me, folks. Time management. Time management. Thank you for playing. I appreciate it. Um, but, you know, it, it just it, it boggles my mind. Because, you know, so so the show ends with, with Dragon Lee getting, getting his ass kicked by, by Andrade, right? And so it, immediately, even before this, this takes place, I'm like, okay, this is weird because you you at the end of the at the end of the match, um, Kenny Omega hits the one winged angel for the one two three on uh, on Dragon Lee. That's fine, but th- but then after after that, you can immediately um, see K- Kenny talking to him. Like so, I'm thinking, okay, did he get hurt or something? Is he checking on him? So so he's. So Kenny's talking to him for a real long time, and they're not hiding it because you can you can see both of their mouths moving and they're communicating. Um, and then and then Andrade goes to pick go, goes to pick him up, talking about Dragon Lee, and Andrade immediately starts undoing the back of Dragon Lee's mask before turning on him. But even even like before we had a clue that he was turning on him, the match was already halfway undone. So automatically, this looks very weird. And I'm just like, well, what the fuck are they doing? And then, of course, they have to squeeze, you know, this big beat down into like a minute and a fucking half. And it just it just drives me nuts. So just for the sake of argument, folks, let let's do something I don't typically do. Okay, we already went through the the highs highs and lows of, of this card. Sorry, uh, I I I was um when I went to plug my iPad in, you were on the Tony Storm, Colin King. Was that your low point? One well, one of them, yeah, okay. and then the. The gun club versus no, um, I got no. I got that yeah. part. I got that part. Yeah. I was just uh, saying the Colin King twenty storm. Okay, but I mean, I mean, so just for argument's sake, let's go back through this and see what could have been cut out in order to give you enough time to do that big angle at the end where Dragon Lee gets his ass kicked by Andrade. Okay, now, so we have. Uh, we have uh, the Kylan King match which, versus Tony Storm, which could have easily been cut. We didn't need that um, at all. 
Uh, quite frankly, that would have saved you almost seven minutes. Um, the Gun Club versus the, the versus um, Varsity Blondes. Of course, that was only forty seconds long, but still, you didn't have to do that. Plus, entrance is that going to give me a, a few minutes? You know, it's just, it's just you're you're trying. Uh, oh, and then. And then here comes the ultimate thing you can cut. Remember how? Remember how last week, Elio? And I'll quiet down now because I'm I'm less pissed off. You know, I I get I get excited when when bullshittery occurs. Um, because I never thought that I would say this because I love Jay Lethal. But what the fuck is he doing with Sanjay Dutt? And Satnam Singh. Now, before you nerds get on me, I say that lovingly, not not to the not to the listeners of this podcast. You people are glorious. I'm just talking about the IWC at large. Um, you know, I I I understand the history between Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, and that's awesome, but. But this this entire thing that they've got going on with Satnam Singh and just Sanjay Dutt being made to look like an idiot, which he's not. He's a completely badass wrestler. Uh, I've met him numerous times. He's wrestled for Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance on at least 40 different occasions, I think. Okay. Um, You know, he's he's awesome. So I have to to ask – what the fuck is is the point here? Because this is, this is just this whole thing that they got going on with Wardlow is boring the shit out of me. So that that brings me to my point. What is the point of this thing with Satnam Singh? Why does he need to be there? And why are we putting Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, who, who, by the way, folks, this is this is no surprise to anybody, but these these two men are world class professional wrestlers, and they're being stuck with this. And by extension, Wardlow, who is apparently being challenged for the uh, TNT title by Jay Lethal is being associated with this and um I hate it so much. I have a question is so is Sanjay done a wrestler or is he done or is this just a one time thing? Well this is uh, you know I think he's retired as a wrestler but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but largely he's a manager with this thing and it's just not working. But anyway, um, you know, what the, what the friggin' frick are they doing with the TNT title? This is garbage. The TNT title, since Cody Rhodes lost it, and it is completely worthless to me you know Wardlow was like the, one of the hottest things in the company you know he had the he had the big feud with MJF you know the 
the double or nothing match wasn't what we wanted it to be because you know the the work shoot and whatever the, the case was i i truly believe it was a work at this point um or you know it, it may have been a shoot but it turned into a work because because he did show up at double or nothing and he did show up at the dynamite after to, to do his job um you know, but but the thing the thing is, since Wardlow won this TNT title, he has been absolutely just dead in the water. Okay. To, to the point where you, I I made the joke last week, his gear should be red and white because it's like where's where's Wardlow, where's Waldo style. This this is a joke. The TNT title, and I'm I may catch you for this. I don't really care. I'm I'm known for being brutally honest. You know, if 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 I wasn't honest with you people, I wouldn't be doing my job, and that's that's not fair to you. So I'm always, you know, really transparent and very honest with you on here. This TNT title is becoming as as nauseating to me as the fucking. 24-7 title. I was, I was about to ask you, is this going to be the 24-7 championship? Well, it, it, got, it goddamn feels like it. And, and you know, and and, and while, we're on, while, while we're on the subject of, of titles in AEW, let, let's talk about this. Um, and, then, and then we'll get back to CM Punk and Adam Page and, and all of that stuff. So. But just, just real quick, I want I want you guys to to think about something. Um, so recently we've had the All Atlantic Championship introduced, which, to my knowledge, is being defended, you know, overseas, and that's great. That's kind of the point, but it's kind of disappeared from AEW TV, mm-hmm. with the exception of highlight packages of of matches in other countries with with um uh pack because of his travel issues between the UK and the US. So part of me understands it, but part of me is like if you're gonna put it on pack, that's why I didn't that's why I didn't predict pack would win the championship because of those travel issues. So if you're going to introduce a title and then have it not be on television What's the point of it? So they they've introduced that title that and that hasn't done very much, if anything at all. Uh, then you then you have the um, you know the 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 trios titles that you just introduced, which you know it, it's you're having an entire tournament for that. That that's fine. But you also have the the TNT title that is absolutely just nauseating at this particular point in time. And and, I'm, and by no means am I calling Wardlow nauseating. I'm wondering where the fuck is he because he's 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 so he should be so hot and he did so good. I'm a, I'm a fan of Wardlow, so I'm I'm petitioning on his behalf with the, with this rant. But it's just. If you're going to introduce all these titles, where the fuck are they? 
you know, from 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 my knowledge, you have two titles that are pretty much a DOA right now. Uh, you you have you have another set of titles that you you, you you're trying to do this tournament to award a winner. Uh, I I think it's just too much. There's too much gold in this in this uh, you know cauldron, so to speak. It's just like choose your titles, make them important. But we don't need to have, you know, six fucking titles. You know, and I, and I say the same thing about WWE. You know, get, get rid of get rid of the women's tag team titles. Get rid of the twenty four seven title. You know, we don't we don't need them. We don't need them. They don't serve a purpose. And if titles are not going to be portrayed as being prestigious. Get them the fuck off my wrestling TV. I I just don't understand that. And I would and I said the same thing for years with WWE with the IC title and the US title. I'm doing the same thing with AEW and, and the TNT title and whatever the fuck else they're doing with this all Atlantic title. I am the king of motherfucking consistency here. And that's what I want with these titles. On wrestling TV, what the fuck are we doing? <sighs> I, you know, feel free to take the floor, Elio, because I need a break. Um, okay, um, so, yeah, so you went through all your highlights and all that, okay? Um, yeah, I'll tell you why this show was annoying to me at time. You know, why too much Chris Jericho? I agree. Alright, and how are you going to have one of the guys from 2.0 talking to Ricky Steamboat the way he was doing? Yeah, and that was not a good look for Angelo Parker. Okay, see, I can never remember his name. That's how memorable he is. Why do I know the other guy, but I don't know this guy's name? Probably because Matt Minari cut that epic backstage promo. Um, that uh, Chris Jericho shared on Twitter, and that and that was awesome. That's that's what wrestling promos should be. Also, um, I don't know if you brought this up, but uh, Jungle Boy and uh, Christian Cage. No, I didn't. But that was that was a low point. Yeah, that was a low point for me. I just, I, I don't know where. Can I and can I just say one just one sentence? Yep. Jungle Boy in the ring, awesome. Jungle Boy on the mic, get off. Just no. Yeah. No. No. They were pretty much doing the same thing that they did with Christian, sort of saying that, uh, like, he, Christian, wanted him to come home and come back and they can uh, go back to the way things were. Well, we've seen that so many times before. Right? Yeah. so that's all we have for AEW. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. This... And, and you know, I was gonna say let's go through all the reviews and then we discuss this AEW thing, but since we we might as well wrap it up now since AEW is the the topic. Oh yeah, you have the news. So go on. The the CM Punk and Adam Page 
situation and and surrounding the uh you know decision to um to move CM Punk John Moxley to next week versus what it was supposed to be, which was at all out. Well, you know what I I, I read earlier today that their plans are still to go ahead with that match. That's what's confusing because yeah. I I even asked this last night: Are we getting two matches or one? Well, uh, uh, I read the same report you did, and um, and to your point. The report said that the plan is still to have John Moxley versus CM Punk unify the titles at um at All Out. So what are you doing it next week then? Well, my my only thing that I can think of, and I confess I did hear this on another podcast, but to be honest with you, I I did think of it myself because you know because it's like. Well, why the fuck would they be doing this? And 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 you know, I'm willing to trust Tony Khan until otherwise proven that I shouldn't, because to to this point, by and large, when when Tony Khan promises something cool, he's delivered. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Have, but you, read, have you read this stuff on Tony Khan? Well, yes. But I just I I see that that's the thing with the, with the wrestling community. I don't know what's real or what whatever the fuck it is. But um, but so the the situation here is apparently uh, CM Punk went uh, off the script in his um in his opening remarks to Adam Page, which. Which I said were very weird, considering it was a promo that was supposed to be aimed toward John Moxley. Yep. Um. So immediately my ears kind of perked up, like what you know, what the hell. Um. And so those two are not happy with with each other. Um. I think regarding a promo that happened during the build up for their match. Um. And so. Somehow or the other, according to sources, and I say according to sources because, of course, we don't know if any of this is, is true or not, but um, but CM Punk almost no-showed uh, Dynamite on Wednesday, which I'm not sure what an argument with Adam Page would have to do with anything, considering the matches against John Moxley. But then again... Why would this have any bearing uh, toward um, the world title match being moved to next week? And furthermore, and I'm, 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 even, I'm even more confused today than I was when they announced this on Wednesday, which on, on Wednesday when they did it, my head was thrown through a loop. I'm actually kind of glad we didn't do a live show that night because I was so confused. I was like, am I missing something? Um, but the only thing that I can think of is do they, do they have MJF in the wings? Um, you know, that's going to come out and cause some ruckus. And uh, and then that leads to something at, at um, All Out. 
and, and I would further argue that even if that was the case, why not just save it all for All Out? And then you only have to do one match and not two. Because, like, you're, 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 you're giving away your pay-per-view main event for free, and I don't understand that. Um, and um, as Elio steps away from the keyboard to collect himself, I just, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're going to have to see how this unfolds. And I, um, like I said, I'm willing to give Tony Khan the benefit of the doubt. Um, but even having said that, this is not a good look. Um, and, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not privy to the backstage things here. But it's just it's it's very strange to say the very least, um, and I I almost wish I had more information on this. But as of Wednesday, this just came out of nowhere, and I can't really think of a logical reason why you would give away a pay per view match, let alone a pay per view main event for your biggest show of the year on free TV, and then do the same match again at the pay per view like. That strikes me as a very uh, WWE-esque move, and I'm not a fan of that at all. Um, El- Elio, what, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I'm confused on uh, as to why they're doing this, but the two uh, Tony Khan things I was uh, talking about, one, did you hear what Eric Bischoff said, or did you read what Eric Bischoff said? Uh, no, I didn't. What do, you, what do you have to say? He said that Tony Khan is booking his shows like a 14-year-old. Well, to a certain extent, that, that makes a lot of sense for him to say that. And uh, another one, another article is saying that apparently Tony Khan has been compared to Paul Heyman. Uh, okay, I think that's a, that, that's a little <laughs> far-fetched. <laughs> Like I literally, I saw the articles and something. I googled it to see like other and there are multiple sites that were reported that. Oh dear. <laughs> and uh, one site said that the it, it, people at the V had a, had a good laugh at that remark, that statement. Well, I, well, and to be to be perfectly honest with you, I find that. Uh, I find that laughable myself. So. Okay, Tony Khan, Jesus. Well, look, I'm I'm not completely bashing the guy, but you know, some of his behavior has been eyebrow raising, uh, to say the very least. Um and. And this is going to get very interesting for for the entire wrestling landscape. Um, you know, with all these changes that we've talked about with WWE, you know, that means that AEW and WWE are going to have to um, are going to have to um, both set their games up uh, very much so uh, because in a lot of ways. This is uncharted territory uh, that we're dealing with. So, you know, I'm 
I'm not one to kind of buy into the like the backstage stuff. Um, you know, I know that I know they say that pro wrestling is is the equivalent of the male soap opera. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I love professional wrestling, but I hate the the the, the you know the real life bullshit that comes attached to it. If that makes sense. Yep. So you know, it's just you know, let's let's see how it unfolds, and then that will make our you know pay per view post show when we come back. September eleventh. Uh, uh, very interesting, to say the very least. Um, so, so maybe maybe it'll be beneficial to let it to let it breathe a little bit before we we um, get back and and sit down and uh, unpack everything because that show on September eleventh. Um. You know, obviously that's our season premiere, and we're very excited for it. But I think, I think that that has the potential to be the most interesting conversation that we might have on this podcast. Uh, you know, up until this point, um, based on everything that seems to be unfolding. So uh, with that, we'll move on to the next segment because somehow WWE SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, a couple of low points. Um, first one was um, the hit row segment. <laughs> oh God! It was you know, and, and and can I just can I just can I just say something right here? This was just. Backwards and forwards, this was stupid. I I I kind of appreciated, uh, you know, Hit Row booting maximum male models out of the ring. Yeah. But, and so you guys, you guys could probably see based on the vest that uh, Top Dollar was wearing last night that he is a four one zero Maryland boy. And so that's me as well. That's my that's my home territory. Um, you, you know, I um, I actually I didn't grow up in, in like Pioneer City, uh, but I grew I grew up in Anne Arundel County until I was eight years old. So around that same you know area kind of. Um, and and it's just I was like, don't associate, you know, the, the, that with 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 this rap. You know, I mean, you, you know, you're you're revving my home state on your on your cut, so to speak, there, Top Dollar, and um, I um, I was not feeling these raps at all. No. They were they were not funny. They they were they were not good at all. They were singing their theme song. Exactly, <laughs> and and it's just the thing that confused me, right? So I was excited when 
when Hit Row came back. I was a little bit dubious, you know, of them minus Swerve. Um, but, you know, I know that T- Top Della does have some musical talent based on some stuff that I've seen of his. This was not reflective of any musical talent whatsoever. This sucked. You know, this this was very much a Vince McMahon error segment. This sucked. Now, did did you uh, did you uh, see that someone asked um, Carmella? Someone was uh, saying Carmella Hayes should be the leader of uh, Hit Row. Yes, I did. I did hear that. And his response: Only if you can bring Trick Williams. No, don't. I I, I know. Seriously. Um, you know, and, and we're not hating on, on Trick. I just... I am. I don't like him. He's not a good... He's not good in the ring. Like, I don't yeah. hate the, the, the person. I just I hate the wrestler. The character. It's just... Stop. Yeah. No, I get it. All right. Um, another one. Uh, Liv Morgan, Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, my God. So bad. And also... The Viking Raiders funeral thing. Uh, that was very weird. It, and did you, did you see, did you catch Sarah Logan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for high points, um, I gave to the Fatal Five Way and the Roman Reigns, uh, Drew McIntyre face off. And yeah. also, I, I liked the Sami Zayn Roman Reigns uh, backstage. Yeah. Segment. So, yep. So all of our high points match up. So Montreal, I don't have... Montreal love Sami Zayn. Holy jeez. Well, that was cool. I wish I wish we could get fan reactions like that all the time. Like that was that was legitimately special. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Now no, I just see what happened when uh when uh SmackDown went off the air. Uh yeah the 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 hugging the hugging it out statement between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens yeah I wonder if I wonder if they're gonna bring that into attention um uh, you know like next week on the show because uh you know, Roman Reigns was saying like send a message to your boy Kevin yeah <laughs> well hold on did you uh read uh, what did she read what Kevin Owens was saying. No. That he would love to have a tag team championship run with Sami Zayn. Well, which, I, which I'm in. Uh, sign me up. I'd love to see that team. Yeah, me too. And I think, I think, I really do think that that too should take those titles off of the Usos. But who, know, by the way, know, I think, like, somewhere down the line, because this is going to happen. They're all gonna turn on Sami Zayn, and the bloodline's gonna turn on Sami Zayn. He and he's just gonna, he's gonna, they're gonna uh, kick him out, and he's gonna go form a team with Owens and go after the tag team champions, then uh, take it face the Usos. Yeah, uh, well, that's exactly what I think is gonna happen as well. So, um, yeah, and, and I think it, I think the time is up for the, um. Tribal Chief and the Bloodline. 
I think it's just it's time. But you gotta, if, you, you gotta... if, if you take uh, the title off Roman Reigns, it shouldn't be a clash at the castle though. Really? Because where where would you have it? But it's not it's it's not as big as Survivor Series or Rumble, right? Well, I don't know about that. It depends on. How... It depends on how they book Clash at the Castle because technically, like, if they wanted to, they could make this this show a gigantic deal. Now, based on the card that I've seen so far, it doesn't appear to be that big of a deal looking at the card. But based on how they're pushing it and pushing it on the air, I mean... It, it, it's almost it's almost Saudi Arabia level to the to the, the I mean the way that they're pushing this thing. And so, please, please give Drew McIntyre back his broken dreams theme. Oh my god! You know I don't like his theme. The one he comes out with, I don't like it. No, I no, I never have. I I agree with you one hundred percent. I mean, how can you sit? You know how some of these songs, some of these themes can be like standalone songs that you just sit back and listen to? Yeah. You can't do that with Drew McIntyre's. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> not at all. But Broken Dreams, oh, yes, bring it back. Yes. Oh, 1000%. Now, hold on. Um, but, but Clash of the Castle is, uh, seems a lot bigger. People are even freaking all out right now. Did you see the card so far? For which one? All out. Uh, no. Let me uh, let me look that up while we're. Uh... There's uh, no. I, I, I'm looking it up for you right now. There's like only three matches all on there. Unless yeah, they well, added more. Well, they're they're gonna. Well, of course they're gonna beef that up, but you know. No, but I'm, I'm saying like the when I when last time I checked, they only had like three matches. Well, well, that won't be the case. Trust, trust me, that that won't be the case. So, so uh, let me let me just uh, take a look. All out 2022. On the fly research. There we go. All right. So here we go with the matches. We have one for the eight, the tournament final for the trios championship. Two, we have a six man tag match, the pinnacle versus the lethal connection. Oh God, please kill <laughs> the lethal connection. And the third match listed is Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Well, that that could be good if I'm only saying, they would. I'm if saying, only they would give the women's title the respect it deserves. I'm saying that's it. That's all the matches listed for now. Well, like hopefully well, that's, we get that's more. so far. But yeah, we definitely will. But I'm just saying, I really don't have any uh, high hopes for this show. I do, because because the the AEW pay-per-views are always usually very, very good. Right. They're just way too long. Time management. Yes. But th- that part, I 1,000% agree with you on. 
Okay, alright, so that is this week in wrestling. So now, um, no time warp, but this week, you know what? I wanted, I think we should bring time warp back in season five. Very good, I agree. We're gonna, we'll see, because we have a lot to cover and unpack next week. Yeah. So, we have, um, we have a lot of we have a lot of stuff to do next week. So for right now, I have for you, Ben. We're gonna go into commercial because I have your contract that you signed with WWE for five years. You're gonna be with this company. Well, like I said earlier tonight, under the new regime, I'm much more comfortable. All right, so we will be back shortly. So stay tuned for that. All right, so Ben, you're with the WWE for five years. You just signed your contract, all right? Yeah. Let's see what championship you're going to win in your first uh, match. So go. Stop. Oh, no. The NXT oh. UK Women's Championship. What the uh, fuck? Uh, no, let's start the game over. We, we, we're not going to do that. You're not going to win that one? Okay. No. All right, go. Stop. Okay. The NXT North American Championship. Okay. All right, that's cool. There you go, okay. Go. Stop. The Intercontinental Championship. Oh, very nice. Go. Stop. No, we're not doing that. Uh, it landed on NXT Women's Championship. Okay, all right. Your third one. Your third title? Yep. The NXT World Championship. Very good. So ben, you're like, you're, you're conquering NXT. What's going on? <laughs> well, NXT Black and Gold was, one of, was my favorite brand ever, so I'm cool with that. Okay, go. Two more titles. Go. Stop. Your fourth championship, you're going to be a two-time North American champion. Cool. This is it. Your fifth one. Then we're then then we're going to get released. Nope. Go. Stop. The undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Very good. You had an awesome career in the WWE. Good I job. did. What the? Wow. All right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm a man. Not only on this podcast, but in the world, goddamn. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So. That brings us to our final segment. 
And uh, Ben, you know what that is? Yes, sir. Wrestling roulette. All right, I play twenty-one tracks. My co-host has to guess which theme that which wrestler that theme belongs to, and I only play ten seconds of it. So let me set up the playlist, and away we go. All right, Ben, are you ready? Yes, sir. Wait, we just start out. All right, here we go. Can you uh, cancel the background noise and play it again? Background noise? Yeah, I couldn't really hear that very well. Okay. Uh, fans will be back shortly. Alright, Ben, let's try it again. I'm not sure. That is Coco Beware. Holy crap. Okay. I would not have gotten it. Alright, here we go, next one. Are you ready? Mm hmm. was Captain Jack Sparrow. Paul yeah. Burchell, yeah. I didn't even get that one. What is wrong with you? Because <laughs> his, his entrance where he swings down on a rope always gave me nightmares. <laughs> Alright, what it one? The slightest clue. That is Cora Jane. Well, I don't really watch NXT, so. All right. Oh, my God. I'm going to kick myself. I don't know. That is Eugene. Oh, yeah, okay, that one hurts. Okay, one and three. One and three. All right, here we go. Track five. Maurice. Maurice. One, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Yes, and look, and I, and I didn't even have my drink this time. <laughs> well, thank God, because you almost choked. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Exactly. All right, track uh, number six. Here we go. Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon. Uh, can I see? I don't like that theme. No, I much prefer her old one. It is such a weird, uh, it, just the way it begins, it starts. All right, here we go. Try. Okay. 
Theory. This this song. I don't know. No, I don't really like it. Okay, four and three. Here we go. Track number nine. Um, uh, Takemi I don't know. Nope, that is the Orient Express. Yeah, I, I don't even know who that is. Oh, go. <laughs> that is Patanaka and well it was like Kato and Tanaka and then there was Kato and uh, it's not Sato and Tanaka I still have no idea who they are <laughs> go <laughs> you can't kick me on my own podcast bitch. Right, five and four you go track ten Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons, six and four. All right, here we go. I haven't the slightest idea. That is Jeff Jarrett. That was I. I want to say that was nineteen ninety eight when he returned. Well, whatever it is, it sucks. It does. No, no, not good. All right, so six and five, you go to track 12. I have no idea. That is Colonel Mustafa. Oh, okay. Six and six. Otherwise, no one's the Iron Sheet. Alright, you go. Oscar. Oscar. Seven and six. Six. Track fourteen. Uh, Rusa? Nope. That is Jack Swagger. Oh, boo. All right. Okay. Six and eight. Did we go track 15? No, seven and seven. Yeah, seven and seven. Did we go track 15? You ready? Yep.
Is that Bobby Lashley? No. Who was it? That is the Hurt Business. Uh, it's still... still I can't counts. do it. It's the Hurt Business. They sound different. That still counts, you dip. I don't make the rules. Well, yes, we do, because it's our show. Yeah. I'm taking that one. one. I'm taking that one. What? I'm taking it. Deal with it. Uh, Fine. Go ahead. Eight and seven. No, eight and seven. Okay, yeah. All right, so we go eight and seven. You ready for number 16? Yep. Fuck. <laughs> How am I supposed to get anything out of that? You don't know? No. Okay, that is a Mountie. Fuck off. <laughs> why so? Why are we so hostile? What's this hostility towards a Mountie? What did he do to you? I don't know. I just always thought that theme was dumb. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, it's a you know what? I'm gonna play a little more of it because have you ever heard the whole theme? No. Or like, I'm just gonna play a few more seconds of this. So it does. Yeah, that's weak. And it repeats. Jim Johnston, what are you doing? Yeah, that was an off day for you, Jim. <laughs> All right, track number seventeen. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. How do you always, how do you always get that one? That's another one you always get. <laughs> and I, I, I like this thing. When I, when I, they first had it. Yeah. All right. So nine and eight. Exactly. All right. You ready for track number 18? Yep. Red Rooster, Terry Taylor. Oh, my Red Rooster. <laughs> this, this theme is terrible. I yes, it when, is. I remember when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, I want that theme. No, why? Why would I want that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, t- uh, 10 and 9. 10 and 8. 10 and 8. Track 18, here we are. This is track, track 19. This is track 19, yeah. Yeah, track 19. You ready? Yep. This list is being taken over by the ladies of the WWE. That was Mandy Rose. That was Mandy Rose, yes. So 11 and 8. Ben, track 19, you ready? Yep. Yeah, 
I never get that one, but I really don't know. As retribution. Well, you know, uh, I've never been so proud to take an L in my entire life. Sorry, that's uh, 11 and uh, 9. Nine. Uh, that's yeah. track 20 right there. Okay, cool. Fine. All right, this is the last one, and then we move, we move into bonus territory. Cool. All right, so 11 and 9, you're track 21, your last track. You ready? Yep. We all want to go big, then say that. Get well soon, Big E. Yes, Big E. So 11 and... No, 12, 12 and 9. Exactly. 12 and 9, and we need to bonus territory. Cool. Are you ready? Very cool. Yep. The definition of a layup, Queen Selena, Selena Vega. Selena Vega, so 13 and 9, Ben. Alright, very good. Alright, the way you bring this week's show to a close. Absolutely. Alright, so that is it for another week. Another episode of the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. We'll be back next week for the season finale of season four. And after that, we're going to have a long, well-deserved vacation. Yes, indeed. So until then, Ben, say goodnight to the fans. He's been Elio. I've been Ben. Together we are the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I know, I know, you idiots. I give you our first initials and our last one. Use your imaginations. Either way, if you can't find us, you're lying because we're everywhere. And if you're not on the train yet, I have one question for you. Why the hell not? Because we're almost at season five. Get your shit together, people. Until next time, we'll, we'll see you.